Hey, this is Gerard, and you are listening to episode 40 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing The Peanut Butter Falcon. Mics are on. Uh, welcome to episode 40 of In Todd We Trust. Uh, the podcast uh, can now be accessed at itwtpodcast.com uh, for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews and movie ratings, episode descriptions, song of the week playlists, and movie soundtrack playlists, um, submission form to be a guest on the show, and then uh, you can hit the links to go listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and watch on YouTube. Uh, all on the same day now, uh, which is Thursday. Every Thursday, new episodes going up. Uh, so... Today we have uh, Mr. B, uh, Gerard Baltrasitis on the show today. How are you doing today? Great, Todd. How about you? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, so uh, Mr. B is uh, a natural, I just found out, uh, in broadcasting. He did our intro. It's probably the best intro, uh, as you just heard, um, since, since the podcast has been going on. So uh, it's funny. I actually reviewed uh, a movie with Gerard Butler last week. So, oh, really? Yeah, okay. So not not a common name. So that's, nope, that's a yeah, funny that's coincidence. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, Mr. B is actually part of one of my second families. Uh, his daughter Maddie was uh, is one of my nearest and dearest friends and was on uh, earlier podcast for Captain Marvel. So your goal is to outdo her. Okay. Uh, it's how I do her today. So Quite a benchmark then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she did Captain Marvel, uh, went out to L.A. Uh, and, and did that with her. Um, and then I, I got to get back out there and do one with Mel, too. Yeah. I got to get, get one with Mel. I'm sure that'll be hilarious. So I got to find the right movie for her <laughs> next time I'm out there. Uh, so you're an avid moviegoer yourself. Uh, I, yeah, I, I enjoy movies. I can't say I'm a great critic or I know yeah. <laughs> a lot about movies, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy getting out to the theater. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same with me. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, people ask me my opinion on movies and obviously I'll give them, uh, but I, you know, I make it very clear that I'm not a professional and that I don't have like a, a strong, like arts or theater background, uh, to make my opinions valid, but it's just I enjoy watching movies. I enjoy talking with my friends and catching up and, and talking about movies. So that's what kind of spurred this idea. But uh, I remember running into you when we both had Movie Pass. Oh, geez, that Wait. was the greatest <laughs> invention in the world. I know. I'm so sad that it's gone. And this would have been a great time for Movie Pass to be going on with me going to movies every single week now. But uh, but yeah, I remember running into you. At, uh, what was that, the, the Arts Theater, Main Arts Theater? Yeah, Main Arts Theater, downtown Royal Oak, yeah. Yeah, I love that theater. I love that theater in Imagine. I think Imagine is my favorite theater chain of all time. Uh, those seats, every no matter how big the theater is, the seats are always recliners. Yep. They have heated seats. Uh, it's, it's the best theater. Uh, free popcorn on Tuesday. I mean, I've, I've said all this before on the podcast, but can't say it enough. Free popcorn on Tuesdays uh, if you're a rewards member, which is free. Um, it's, I think five dollars on Tuesdays. Five dollars on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, so while I felt like uh, this movie was was a great fit, you currently coach uh, Special Olympic basketball, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I came out to one of the scrimmages, participating in that. How did you? How did that come about? Uh, kind of a fluke situation. Uh, the organization I work for, uh, JVS of Southfield, mm-hmm. um, they're a nonprofit, and uh, I got a mass email that said that, um, geez, our our team is getting together and gearing up for the Special Olympic uh, uh, season, 
and um, uh, we're looking at uniforms or something of that sort. And my daughter uh, works for Nike, so I thought, well, maybe we could collaborate in some fashion. And uh, as a result, I responded to the email, and they said, okay, well, well, we'll keep that in mind. And then it wasn't long after that I saw another email that said, hey, we need somebody in the organization to step up to be a coach or yeah. we have to disband the team. Yeah. And so I was like, geez, I, I don't consider myself a coach, right. but <laughs> uh, I, the last thing I want to see happen is, is to disband uh, our, our team, our Special Olympics team. So I stepped up and that was uh, last uh, November and uh, I got on board and uh, they, they fulfilled my, my $20 million contract. So uh, <laughs> uh, no, they, they, haven't, they haven't kicked me aside yet. So that's nice. a good sign. <laughs> And uh, we've been going strong. We practice once a week, and uh, we're, we're gearing up. Unfortunately, uh, the, the way the Special Olympics work, uh, they only have uh, their seasons only for uh, about six weeks in the winter. So we've okay. been training and getting ready for that. Yep. Okay, nice, nice. No, that's awesome. I, I mean, to be on the spot like that, too, you know, it's like you don't really have a lot of time to think. I'm sure you didn't have weeks to, to consider. It was like, you know, kind of a split-second decision. I'm going to go on and coach. So, right. uh, no, that's awesome, and I'm sure that they really appreciate that, uh, the guys. I mean, everyone seemed to have a lot of fun when I came out there, so uh, I'm sure that's a highlight of their week uh, going out there. I know, I know, like, playing sports was the highlight of my week, <laughs> so, so growing up and, and having that type of, like, I am – Team, so. Yeah, it's uh, they're a great, great group, and uh, yeah, I, I think it gives them something to look forward to, nice. uh, to run around and, and enjoy each other's uh, companionship. Yep. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about here, obviously, with the uh, with the uh, theme of the movie and and you know Special Olympics, also you know just any type of uh, disability, and you know it touches on a lot of that in this film. Uh, but first, uh, song of the week. Song of the week, uh, geez, uh, you caught me on that one, and, and I was thinking, and uh, I'll be honest, I, I got to go back, uh, nostalgia. All right. um, I lived in uh, New York City uh, for a short period back in the early 80s, okay. and that was part of the disco era. Oh, and nice. back, back at that point, um, there was a band I don't think too many people heard about, but they were called D-Train, D as okay. in dog, D-Train. And uh, the song they have is one called Keep On, just two words, Keep On. Keep on. And uh, had a great, great rhythm and, and beat to it, and I always enjoyed it. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I've never been one for lyrics. And more recently, I started listening to the lyrics, and uh, it, it's very inspirational. And it's all about never giving up and uh, keep on pushing on and, and getting through uh, difficulties and challenges. So, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite songs. Awesome. Okay, I'm definitely about to go check that out. I actually went to uh, a disco bar in Chicago two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they had the like light up floor and the disco bar. Oh, and everything. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually funny. Uh, and it was my it wasn't my first time going to that bar, but they have like four floors at this bar. It's called Celeste, and that's my first time going to the disco floor. So, oh. yeah, so that was my first disco experience was two weeks ago. So. I'll have to keep that in mind because there aren't too many throwback uh, discos in the city. No, yeah. no, not at all. So that is uh, – it's a really popular bar there. But like I said, I just, I, and I lived in Chicago, never went when I lived there. And then, like I said, went, uh, visited, you know, two weeks ago and went. Uh, but my song of the week is uh, Peach by Broods. Uh, great pump-up song. It's like higher energy song. Uh, came out last year. I just discovered this band recently, though. And this uh, – their album – uh, Don't Feed the Pop Monster, I, I believe the name of it is. Uh, a really good album came out this year. So, uh, yeah, go check that out if you want a, a pump-up 
Uh, for me, I like having like a lot of songs that are like high energy that either a I put on when I'm uh, when I'm you know dancing around my apartment, like cleaning my apartment, have the headphones on or have it on the speakers, or two driving in my car with the windows down. It's summertime uh, and to have the music blasting. So, uh, so next. Uh, segment we have is random rapid fire so i have uh, a handful of questions here uh -oh. for you uh no prep um are you ready okay fire here, away here we go so as a child what did you want to be when you grew up for uh football player football player all right yep. uh what would your wrestler name be if you're a wrestler um bubba bubba that's 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 i don't know if that's very intimidating <laughs> name but it's a very friendly name. Yeah. You probably have a lot of fans. <laughs> uh, so, Bubba, uh, what would your signature move be? Um, headlock, maybe? Headlock, yeah. No, that's, a, that's always a good one. Put them to sleep. Yeah. Uh, would you fight The Rock for $1 million? Uh, oh, for a million dollars, yeah, because I, I got to imagine the medical bill won't, shouldn't exceed a million dollars. Yeah, but I say it would only be like, you know, maybe 900000 so then you still come off with 100000 Right, so right. It's, yeah. not a, it's not well, a bad payday. Net, net profit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, would you go face paint or no face paint? Um, yeah, probably face paint. It, it, I feel like yeah. it's a necessity. Yeah, you know, definitely. Unless, unless you're a luchador and you have the mask already, you know, if you're an American wrestler, you kind of need the face paint. Uh, what would your wrestler colors be? Jeez. Um, probably uh, Spartan green and white. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Because actually the name Bubba comes from Bubba Smith, ah. who played for the Michigan State Spartans. There you go. Legend. Yes. Retired yes. member. All right. I like that. Um, when you go to the theater, what is your go-to slushy flavor? Uh, cherry. Nice. Yep. Um, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, geez, I've seen it probably over a dozen times now, and I could probably still keep watching it. That's Remember the Titans. Ah, yep, yep, classic. Uh, all right, so uh, before we get into the movie here, uh, I was just chatting with you before. Uh, I uh, am becoming an Orange Theory coach. Yeah. So, so in the process for that now, um, I, had a, I actually had a class this morning. I didn't teach it. I was just, just participating. I was super tired. Uh, after that class, I need to I need to refuel. Have you ever done Orange Theory before? No, no. I know, I, I know you I, run. Yeah, I I need to. That they just opened one up a, a few months ago in town, and, and I have to get over. I, I'm actually a little afraid because from what I've seen <laughs> and heard, I don't. You know, my my wife doesn't want to be visiting me in the in the ER room. So, yeah. You, I pro I promise you can do it. You know, I know you're I know you're pretty active and and running. You're not you're not running a crazy amount and it's kind of at, at your own pace at your okay. own leisure gotcha. how they do it so um you know you're really just focused in on your number so it's a really cool concept um but uh but yeah i, I would say check it out again i know because there's that one in royal oak that's yeah. not too far i actually went and worked out that one last week today i went to the one in gross point okay um, they recently put one there and they're actually putting one in detroit now they're putting one uh, on oh. woodward um in New Center, right across from the chain station in New Center. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that's coming here in the next couple uh, months. They're blowing up. Uh, but yeah, I actually, uh, oh, also, real quick, anyone who is in Florida, be safe. Uh, if you're evacuating Florida, be safe. I actually just left there. Uh, and luckily, uh, my plane didn't have too much turbulence with the, with the winds from the Hurricane Dorian. So my parents are, you know, pretty inland. They're in Tallahassee. So, uh, but anyone on that, on that East Coast, be safe. Yeah, that's um, rough. Spartans got a dub this weekend, so that's huge. Yes. Got to had to great throw that stuff. out there. Uh, great start to the season, so we are undefeated right now. Um, when I was in the theater, Joker 
Um, I, I've I've mentioned this before yeah. on here. I'm, I'm excited about Joker. I've said it a couple times, but that I mean, I just keep getting more pumped. Uh, they're you know the first wave of um, of feedback and, and criticism uh, has come back, and it, it's it's all it's all stuff. It's a lot of high praise for Joker. So I'm excited. I'm even more excited about it. Uh, how do you feel about well, a Joker, and then two about uh, movies that have the villain's perspective or, or plays that have the villain's perspective? Uh, it's interesting, yeah, because I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw the trailer for Joker. It, right. it looks really intriguing. But, yeah, I, I, I kept looking at the trailer thinking, well, how are they going to play this out? You know, right, it's not right. like a superhero movie where this person comes out and saves. So how, how do they play it as, as uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just... A little perplexed, right, so yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to view it and, and get educated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, they always, it's kind of like, you know, when you see these type of movies, like whether it's this or Venom or, you know, classic Wicked, on you know, and, and play form on Broadway, which is probably the, my favorite play that I've been to, um, they kind of go the route of, like, the villain's just misunderstood as opposed to they're, they're not really a villain, they're just misunderstood, and this right. is how they became, you know, a villain. Uh, so it, it's interesting. So, you know, again, this is no different. I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, did you see the trailer for Judy, uh, the Judy Garland film? Yes, yes, just saw that. Yeah, uh, and that was interesting as well because yeah. um, I, I knew there was some drama behind it, but, uh, again, they, they seem to bring uh, to life more of the personal uh, components of her life that I wasn't aware of. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, and I, I know it's before my time, uh, but I'm a huge fan of, of Wizard of Oz. Like, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I want to see it for that, for really that reason, and just kind of, like you said, intrigue. Uh, it, it seems like there's a lot of facets to her life that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just interested. Uh, Renee Zellweger, her voice... Um, it gets to me after a while. It's kind of she has a kind of a different <laughs> voice, <laughs> but I do like her. Uh, so I'm interested to see how she plays the role as well. Uh, but yeah, so with this movie, um, this actually made me think about. Um, so so the movie, you know, obviously is about uh, this uh, young boy who's or he's 22, I, I believe, in the movie, uh, who has Down syndrome, who leaves his care center, and he was actually at a care center for uh, the elderly, but the state didn't have any other place to put him, so uh, this is where he was at. Uh, and he, um, you know, goes and pursues his, his dream of be, being a wrestler. Uh, made me think back uh, of a time I had in Vegas. So, you know, prior or right after college, uh, I had an internship in Vegas, and there's a place called Opportunity Village there. So Opportunity Village is just in Las Vegas. They have uh, four campuses, and it's for people with uh, intellectual or related disabilities. So that's whether you're born with it, like Down syndrome, or if uh, you got into a car crash and then had... Uh, brain damage, things like that. So the person who actually, one of the guys who started it, his daughter had uh, got hit by a drunk driver and uh, sustained uh, brain damage. And then, wow. you know, so very horrible story. Sad. But, yeah. um, you know, obviously something great came out of it in this, you know, at least something good came out of it. You know, this idea came and, and to help a lot of different people who had, you know, suffered from similar uh, ailments. So uh, anyway, they have these campuses and they're really set up like small college campuses uh, where there's like fine arts, uh, there's sports and there's also jobs. So they bring these people in and some people need full care and some people just come in for the day and things like that. But, um, where they can get acclimated and do these things. So they'll have like the fine arts center. They might bring like Lady Gaga in to come and like they can perform with her. Wow. And they'll do really cool stuff like that. Or they'll do things like, um, you know, teach them how to paint or you'll have like, uh, classic musicians come in and teach them things or on the, um, on the job side, they'll get, 
them jobs that um, they're applicable to their like skill set. So if all you can do is put soap into, you know, a bar of soap into a carton, then you'll have a job with like, I think they partner with, um, I think it's Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas and they supply it. They do all the like packaging for like the, the toiletries and stuff that go into the bathrooms. So it's like, hey, we're not gonna just throw you off to the side. We're gonna find something that fits to what you're able to do. So really, really cool concept. Um, in Vegas. But anyway, when I worked out there, I worked for the Las Vegas Bowl, and for pretty much any college bowl game, there's a philanthropical aspect to it, to where the players, one day one day of the week when they come there, they go and do something, whether it's going to the Children's Hospital or going to do something like this, some type of charity work. So for the Las Vegas Bowl, they go to Opportunity Village, spend the day there. Oh. Um, all the kids love it. All the people love it that are there. Um, so it's just really cool and it's really just humbling for them to yeah. go and see and say, wow, look, you know, look at how blessed I am. The fact that I'm able to play sports and, and things like that. And everyone's able to do that. Um, so it's just a really great experience. But anyway, when I went there, I, uh, I went to the art center and I like, really like this painting that a guy was working on. So, um, it actually happens to be the, the oldest, um, this is back in 2016, but at the time, the oldest living uh, person with Down syndrome in the country and possibly, they said possibly the hemisphere, but definitely for the United States. Wow. So he was paying, really liked his painting. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go in and like, I will, you know, how much is it? Like, I, you know, I'd love to buy it. So, um, so they go back and now mind you, I'm out there, I'm making $13 an hour, like part time. <laughs> like I just left college. So I have like no money and I, I'm expecting it to like not be like exceed like maybe $50 or something like that. They come back, they're like, hey, it's two fifty, And I was like, oh, like $250? They're like, yeah. So they're like, do you want to do like cash or credit? And I was like, oh my God, like, I can't oh, that. He stepped into it. But I already stepped into it. So I was like, and they already told him, like they had already told him like, hey, like someone's buying your painting. And the way they do it is whatever you, uh, whatever you pay for the painting, then a portion of that goes, that's his pay for the day. Wow. So half of that goes to, so they already told him that someone's buying his painting. So I was like, I have to get it. Like I have to make it work. <laughs> So I was like, okay, here, just take, you know, take my card. So, and I still have it hanging up in my apartment today. It's like the only painting I have, but, uh, but yeah. So that was that oh, was wow. a cool, yeah, yeah cool did. experience. Great but backstory just, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was that was hilarious. I just, you know, it's, it's just a funny story of just how, like, you know, I stepped into it. I'm like, oh my god, I don't have any, I don't have two hundred fifty dollars to just like cash send out like that. I would love to buy the painting, but ended up getting it anyway and making it work. So beautiful. Uh, thought yeah. about that with this film. But anyway, like I mentioned before. Uh, background for the film is, you know, the IMDb description is Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler true. Uh, it was released August 23rd. Uh, notable cast for the film. Uh, you have uh, Zach Gottsagen, I believe I'm saying his name correctly, uh, who is Zach in the movie. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, John Berthal, uh, Bernthal, sorry, and Yellow Wolf. So uh, a lot of people in this film, uh, Shia LaBeouf, I'm, I'm uh, really pumped to see him make a return back to the big screen. Huge Shia LaBeouf fan. Uh, I feel like anyone who grew up in like my generation watching Even Stevens on Disney Channel, you, you know, you, you have a soft spot for Shia LaBeouf. Uh, writer and directors for this film, uh, Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. This is really their first big writing or directing credits. Uh, Runtime for the film, one hour and 37 minutes. So... Uh, before seeing the movie, uh, the the preview, you know, really drew me in. I, I was uh, kind of torn on just kind of what film I wanted to to review for this week. I uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do and, and was looking at what was out, what was out, what was coming out. And this one really drew me in. Um, again, love seeing Shia LaBeouf back in action. Uh, knew it was going to be a, a feel-good, heartfelt type of movie. Um, 
And I, I honestly looking at this, I wondered, and I still wonder how many Down syndrome actors there are. And you know, the much more inspiring story for this movie for me was the actor story. So the actor who actually played Zach in the film, you know, I, I read a little bit up on his personal story. He, you know, had to go through a ton to be a Down syndrome actor. You know, he's like 30 something years old and just talking about some of the different struggles he went through. And I was just like, wow, that's really inspiring. Because, uh, you know, not many people, uh, not many people would, um, would assume that he would be able to, to reach this. And I'm just sure so many people, you know, there's so many different uh, prejudices that are out there in general. So I can only imagine the type of obstacles he had to go through, again, to seeing some of this film and, you know, kind of putting yourself in that person's shoes and seeing some of the obstacles they had to go through. So, um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, that was really inspiring. What did you think going into the movie? Uh, going into the movie, uh, uh, it was a sleeper for me because I've seen mm -hmm. previews on different movies, nothing. I'm thinking, boy, till the fall, there's probably not much going on. Right. And then, uh, you, you mentioned this and I, I, I did a quick uh, research on it and said, wow, you know, yeah. isn't that a shame? You know, this looks like a great flick yeah. and, uh, you know, it's not getting any press, any media no. attention or anything. And, uh, yeah, so I was actually uh, kind of uh, excited about uh, getting to the theater and checking it out because it just blew it off the charts on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and, yeah. and the other uh, tomato critics or uh, other ratings that it, they had. So I was like, wow, let's see if it's for real. And it, it came through. It yeah. came through. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, th I thought it was a really good movie. Um, so the idea uh, that he was like kind of thrown away and forgotten, um, that was just, that's just really heartbreaking um, because, because it's real. I think that that happens a lot with, you know, not just Down syndrome, but with people with disabilities where, you know, their family, whether it's the a lack of patience to be able to, you know, provide and, and care for them properly or just, you know, just being heartless or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and they get put into the system uh, and, and they're kind of le left in the government's hands. So um, that was, you know, kind of heartbreaking to see. And then uh, him being in an elderly care facility, um, I thought that the, the relationships he had in there were, you know, were really funny. They, had, yeah. they added a lot of comedy in this, which... Uh, which was awesome. Um, you know, it wasn't just like a serious film, and you know, I thought it. I thought it was a lot of a lot of humor from the start to when he's like trying to escape. Right. Uh, yep. he, he, you know, <laughs> looped in the older uh, older lady with him to like kind of be his co-conspirator. Yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. So um, I thought that was really good. Uh, him not being able to leave. You know, really. You know, not because they were trying to punish him or anything, but you know, Eleanor, who is you know, his kind of primary caretaker or volunteer at the, at the facility really did care about him, but just didn't know the best way to care for him as well as all the other people that she was looking over. So exactly. Yeah. So I think that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough predicament. And, uh, like you say, they, they really, uh, you know, gave a positive light of, of what could come of it if you give individuals an opportunity and yeah. that, uh, they, they can thrive and, and they, they do want to have, have a fulfilling life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, I think uh, obviously with this is it's specifically talking about someone with Down syndrome, but I think with any person, I, similar to a movie I reviewed a, a couple weeks ago, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Um, I think if you put anyone in a situation where they don't have an opportunity to do what they're like meant to do, or you know, display their like their specific abilities or talents, then yeah, they're gonna seem inept. Like someone will see anyone will seem inept 
or unable to do something if they're confined and not really given the resources to like showcase what they can do. So, um, so again, you know, I think that, you know, on both sides, Eleanor and Tyler, the two people who really cared about him in the movie, they had different approaches, but it, it both, they both came from a great place and it was great to see them kind of come together and compromise on like, Hey, this is how we can best help Zach, you know, reach what his, his true potential. So they both cared, but both had different approaches, um, pros and cons to both, but that was good. Um, I thought it was crazy. So the repeated use of the R word in this movie, um, I thought that was interesting because I didn't realize, I guess part of me didn't realize how much of an issue that still was. Okay. Um, because it, to me, it, just, it, felt, it feels like something that, you know, you got educated on and it was like, all right, you don't do it anymore. Like, right. I feel like with any offensive language or any offensive action, anything, you know, you once you learn the right way, you, you don't do it anymore. Now, up until then, you know, if you're ignorant on it and you just don't know better, you know, whatever. If a kid, you know, doesn't know better, says it, and you're like, hey, you correct him on it, then it stops there. So I thought it was just crazy to see, like, wow, there's still people out there who are just ignorant and just, you know, just hurtful. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think ignorance is, you know, one, one of the drawbacks in, in society in general. You know, uh, yeah. people don't want to hurt lots of people in different ways, but they're just so ignorant to the facts and, and what's right and, and you know, uh, so limited in their perspective that it happens. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was that was you know interesting. It, it was kind of crazy to see, and and you know I don't know if it's for the movie if they placed it in the deep south for a reason, you know, uh, for for that. But uh, but yeah, it was, it was just that that was you know really got to me. Um, Zach, I did like how in this movie though Zach wasn't a victim. So Zach was Zach never really questioned himself, you know, from the start to the finish. He had a dream. He had. A, he was determined. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. He, yeah. he had self confidence, uh, and uh, he was focused. And like you say, he never quite doubted himself. That no. oh, geez, woe was me. And he, yeah, he, he didn't have any uh, pity uh, on, on himself. No. Uh, and that's what kept him going. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was great, and I think that that probably speaks to, if I had to guess, the actual actor. You know, obviously he. There's probably tons of people who told him he couldn't be an actor, um, and then you know here he is. So I'm sure that that probably he pulled from a lot of that to to portray this role, uh, you know, because I thought that that you know I thought that was just great that that he never even even at the end when you know it seemed as though uh, what was what was his name uh, Saltwater uh, uh, Salt yeah Redneck Saltwater Redneck, redneck. Saltwater Redneck right so even yeah. at that you know at that point when it seemed like you know, all was lost and that he was, you know, he was retired and it was kind of like, well, we're just kind of give up on the mission of meeting him and learning wrestling. He was even like, no, like he's out there. Like he, he never doubted at any point. He never had any, any doubt. You know, I, he, when he went up into the, you know, the ring, he had some fear and some drawback, right. you know, there, which is just natural. You know, you get butterflies, you're about to do something. But, yep. uh, but you know, besides that point, you know, he was, he was always uh, down. So I, I love the humor in this movie. Uh, his attempted escape was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> rule number one to party that, that, yeah, line, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, do you, um, you know, have you found, well, have you worked with any, any people with Down syndrome or any type of disabilities, uh, intellectual disabilities, uh, prior to doing the Special Olympics? Or was that kind of your first? Um, uh, at that level, yes, because, you know, in, in the past I've, I've, uh, had different classes, whether in high school or college, where we'd make a visit and, and spend some time with, the uh, individuals that, uh, of, you know, they had disabilities, um, but, but not on an extensive basis mm -hmm. where I was in charge of, uh, 
you know, uh, running a program or, or facilitating uh, uh, exercises for them or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. How heavily involved are uh, the parents? Um, for me, it's difficult to say because uh, they're brought to the gym. I meet them at the gym and then uh, we, you know, uh, go through practices and so on. So, and then they're returned uh, where their parents pick them up at, at our uh, location. But uh, I think as, as you saw where we had the scrimmage, there were lots of, lots of uh, people yeah. uh, participating. And those were friends, coworkers, as well as family members. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I've had uh, a couple of uh, parents reach out to me personally and, and, and thank me. Uh, uh, which is ludicrous because uh, uh, the blessing's mine, uh, yeah. you know, and um, that, um, yeah, they're, they're just, uh, uh, parents, I think, are, are very special because I think for especially my group to be playing the way they are, they have to have parental uh, guidance and uh, support. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so to, to those individuals, uh, that's, I'm sure, uh, real real uh trying for them and and uh they're special people yeah, yeah. that's awesome uh yeah and that's what made me ask because i remember when we came by the time we were done it was you know tons of people around the basketball court you know yep. to support uh which was awesome just made just made it you know that kind of makes it for them yeah yeah uh so that's awesome uh the baptism scene was really funny uh <laughs> so yeah that that was funny uh you know you have a blind guy and obviously a lot of like a lot of like metaphors there with you know you have the blind guy who's still able to kind of understand and kind of see through them a bit um and you know he made the comment you know uh you all are just sheep that wandered off from your shepherd um and, and with zach it was kind of literal like he literally you know left his left his care facility he literally left you know eleanor you know uh but you know with tyler obviously tyler was you know kind of running away from some guilt as we saw throughout the film uh he's running from the fisherman who he stole from uh so you know that and then also you know kind of running from this idea that he was uh, a bad guy you know he made that comment to uh zach asking you know hey do you think i'm a bad guy or a good guy or you know a bad heart or a good heart um you know so you could tell that that's something he was kind of struggling with uh, which we saw you know why he kind of blamed himself for his, his brother's death um you know he was drunk driving so uh which is a i a hu I, I can't stand you know drunk driving like i have no respect for people who do drunk drive because it's, it's not even about yourself, but the danger you put other people in. Uh, so that, you know, that really that really upsets me. But again, uh, you know, no one's beyond uh, no one's beyond being forgiven and, you know, kind of changing your life around. So um, it looks like he's on that path, you know, as we saw as it got to, towards the end, you know, yep. kind of atoned for sins a bit there, getting, yep. getting knocked over the head. Right, um, right. But, yep. uh, but, you know, it looked like he's kind of on the right path. Uh, so, I you know, I... I don't know if they probably likely won't do a, a sequel. It doesn't seem like the type of film that, where they'd have a sequel, but I would love to kind of see a follow-up of, of how things right, are right. in Florida. Right, exactly. And and uh, as you mentioned that, it, it's kind of, uh, uh, there's a little irony in there, you know, mm -hmm. because you look at it as uh, uh, Tyler being being the person that's helping Zach out and, and letting him escape and get to, you know, but 
uh, in reflection, you know, it's actually Zach that's helping Tyler yeah. through through this period in his 100%. life where, you know, he's going through the trauma of, of losing his brother because of something he may have done mm -hmm. and uh, how he envisions himself as the bad guy, as you say, and uh, the low self-esteem and how, you know, and I, I think it just mirrors, you know, it's a personal belief in my, that you, you can only help yourself by helping others. Yeah. And, and this is a great play out on that from the standpoint of Tyler opens himself up and instead of being selfish, he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to help this Zach guy and get him at least a little bit down the road or whatever. Yeah. And in the process, it, 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 Tyler's the one that, that's the winner in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he definitely needed Zach more. And again, that's a good point of, you know, you look at it and, you know, you would assume that Zach would be the one with low self-esteem. Zach would be the one struggling with direction in his life and things like that. And Zach knew what he wanted. Zach was focused. He had a goal and he didn't doubt himself. Whereas Tyler's the one who really was, you know, doubting himself. Right. And didn't have a lot of self-esteem, didn't really have a lot of life direction. So you're right. No, yeah, I think Tyler, I think that was the kind of the underlying and then end up being kind of the, the main theme of the movie once you got to the end and, and you see that, yeah, Tyler was the one that needed Zach. Um, I thought, uh, so <laughs> a funny part of it is is when they're about to go to fight and like I mentioned before, where Zach kind of has some hesitation uh, when, when he's about to get into the ring. Uh, so when they show up, obviously the guys like, you know, the guys in the ring are like bloody and they're like, oh, this is like actual wrestling, not just kind of <laughs> what you see on TV. Um, you know, some kind of backyard wrestling. And it made me think of a, of a funny time. So uh, freshman year, uh, my, uh, my, myself, my friend Kristen, and my friend Katie all went to MMA club at Michigan State. Uh -huh. So we went to the first MMA club meeting. And uh, for whatever reason, we thought it was going to be learning MMA. We didn't realize that was for intermediate or advanced MMA fighters already. Oh. So when we go in, we kind of we're warming up and we kind of get a gist for it. So they go in and they say, hey, guys, uh, we have bleach over there in the corner to like clean off the mats. After you're done, uh, try not to get too much blood on the mats. Uh, find a sparring partner. So they're Whoa. like, we're take a water break and let's find a sparring partner. So obviously they had each other. So if we were to keep going with it, they could have just like kind of played around and not. But I didn't have one. So I was going to have to find someone random who probably would have been trying to fight me, really. So we went for the water break and then just, just ran out. So we just left. So <laughs> smart, it, <laughs> smart move. Oh, man. Maybe was, there is a reason you're here today. <laughs> right? So I thought about that when I saw his face when he saw the blood up there. It made me immediately think of freshman year. Uh, my face when they said that we'd be sparring and not to try to get too much blood on the mat. So wow. uh, I uh, so that that is and we still laugh about that today um, when we went there. But that was that was really funny. Um, <laughs> this movie, uh, like I said, again, had a lot of humor, but had a lot of moments, too, where, you know, kind of some tear because I didn't cry in this one. Uh, I would tell you if I did. But uh, but, uh, you know, just kind of some parts like when he was teaching him how to swim uh, yeah. in the water. Uh, Zach didn't know how to swim. Tyler was kind of going, taking him through it. And you kind of see, again, Tyler starting to open up a bit more. He was trying to be kind of the tough guy and kind of closed off. Uh, and then you kind of see their bond kind of created uh, over time. So I thought that part was really endearing. Uh, the moment with salt water when he kind of pulls up in the car and comes out of retirement, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. That part and them just kind of going through wrestling, that that part was really awesome. Uh, the The... Falcon cardboard costume. I want one of those. <laughs> that, that that, that's going to be the biggest costume of the year come Halloween. Right? I oh, yeah. my gosh. I, yeah, I need to get one of those, man. <laughs> I mean, I just, it takes you back to being like a kid and, you know, kind of taking like random boxes. And, and I moved a lot. I moved to a lot of different houses as a kid. So it makes me think about when you take the cardboard boxes afterwards, you try to create something with it where yep. it's like, you know, a fort or something like that. So uh, that is, that's actually a lot of fun. 
Um, and then the, the I think the best scene in the entire movie, the the atomic throw, the throw. When oh he picks him up yeah, and he's yeah. In, you know, previously they're like, you know, no one can ever, no one can do that. Yeah, this can't movie. be done. We we faked it. And Man, yeah. that yep. was the best thing. And he threw him out the ring. That was that was the best. That was yep. the best moment. Yep. <laughs> I was I was cracking up in the theater. I audibly started laughing in the theater, and I, I like looked over to see if the person next to me was like looking at me funny, but I was, I couldn't stop I couldn't stop laughing. That was hilarious. Um, who was your Who's your favorite uh, character in the movie? Um, geez, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, you, you love Zach for who he is, but yeah, uh, you, you come you know attached to uh, Tyler and, and yeah. Eleanor how they bond. So maybe it's uh, you know uh, it's a cheap answer, but all three of them. Uh, yeah, the, the trilogy, the the way the three of them came together, and you see them as a whole by the end of the movie. Yeah, as uh, they, they they all started out on their own paths. But they came together and, and blended uh, to become something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really liked. Uh, again, I, I think I would agree with you. I think I, all three of them. You kind of obviously you start with Zach, and that's kind of the easy answer. But yeah, you do end up liking, uh, come to really appreciate each person for who they are. Uh, you know, again, I love how Zach didn't really put. You know, he didn't put limits on himself. Um, you know, he didn't allow people to stop who he was. Um, again, like I said, drawing a lot from the actual actor uh, in real life. And then, you know, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, you know, how can you be a thief that can't fight? That was, that was the part <laughs> that got me, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't steal and then you can't defend yourself. Right, you, know, you gotta yeah. be ready for the repercussions <laughs> yep. of being a thief. Uh, he was the greatest hype man of all time. So, you know, he threw and through, man. Uh, he was, he was there supporting, supporting Zach. And uh, when he went into the ring and no one, everyone was kind of looking like what in the world is happening? Yeah. Uh, and he he was hyping him up, man. Even until when he got his head cracked in. So uh, you know that was that was awesome. Um, but yeah, just dealing with you know I could only imagine dealing with that guilt. You know I, I don't know how I would feel. You know if you you know you feel responsible, which you you know you are. You know if you're drunk driving and you know you have your brother in the car and then he ends up dying because of you know a crash and they didn't go too much into it. They just gave us a glimpse of it. Right. Uh, but that that would be tough. That would be tough to come back from. Uh, so I thought that was just interesting to see, you know, again, it, it would be kind of cool to see if they came up with a second movie. Um, again, I don't, I don't think that's the type of film it was kind of, it was an indie film and, you know, kind of, kind of one off probably, but, um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. See they do. Yeah. They, well, they did a great job. You know, I, I think I was looking at it and their, their budget was 6.6 6 million or something. And really, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they've almost tripled that already in just yeah. the first week or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it would be great to see, uh, uh, a follow-up to that and, and just, a, a little, uh, iota on, you were mentioning Zach and how he was found in California and, mm -hmm. um, well, I guess the story I have is, uh, that he was at a camp for disabled actors in 2011 really? when, when, uh, the directors found him yeah. and, uh, the camp was in a place called Venice, California. And I just got to throw that out for my daughter. Yeah. Because... Shout out, yeah. <laughs> Shout yeah. out Maddie. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. He so. was in a camp. Okay, got it. He was in a camp. Yeah, and that's where they discovered him. And then it said uh, they had to put a proof of concept video together a little later. Uh, he put that together. It cost him a little bit of money, but uh, it worked out well. And then they they pulled the uh, entire project together, I think, got June it. of 17. I yeah. like the Nike polo, too. I like oh, that polo oh, a lot. Well, that, the, yeah, the got... swoosh you've got, uh, that's yeah. a good Good. I can't, I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, I can't stop but wear Nike. Oh my gosh, that's why I wear it. There's some article of Nike on my body probably at all times. Uh, 
but uh but yeah that's you know it's crazy i uh and again just kind of going back to you know everyone has their own gifts and talents and uh, unfortunately some people never find out what that is but you know you can't put limits on people like i you know I think um, like we have a definition in society or in general of like what intelligence is or like if you have a certain IQ score and things like that. And I think that, you know, everyone probably has a maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have a very genius level intellect for a specific thing. So a lot of times when you talk about someone who's a genius, it's based off of certain categories, like whether it's like math or science, or, you know, some of the different, you know, I, I don't know, maybe writing, maybe someone's a really great writer, or they're really articulate, so then they're looked at as being very intelligent. But what about the kid who, um, you know, has ADHD, so, you know, some of those things he can't focus on, but they're amazing, at they can see something and draw it uh, from memory. You know, there has to be some type of high intellect to be able to process that type of information and then put it back out in that way. It's just their own way of putting it back out um, but, uh, but it's just, it's, it's just very, or someone with autism who, uh, you know, has issues socially, you know, whose social EQ maybe not be the greatest, but, uh, they can play the piano, you know, they can hear a song and play, you know, repeat it on the piano, uh, like that without any practice. Like, so there has to be something said for that, you know, type of intelligence. So, uh, I think the same thing with, you know, with Zach. And when I say Zach, I mean the actual actor in real life, right? So, you know, him, him being able to act the way, like he did an amazing acting job in this movie. Um, not just acting for someone with Down syndrome, period. You know, great actor. Um, and that's something that a lot of people can't do. You can't tap into that, right? So where a lot of people would count him out. You know, there's probably a ton of people who have counted him out throughout his life. Um, but, you know, him just having the focus, and again, similar to the, one, the character in the movie, just going and going and going, right? Like, I couldn't act like that, you know? Right, so, right. Um, so yeah, everyone has their own gifts and talents. So, uh, you know, just kind of figuring out and, and finding out what that is, uh, and being patient enough to find that out. Um, cause that's, that's tough. Some people find it out at, you know, five and, you know, there's people who have, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, he was golfing since he was two or three, you right. know, so he knew early. There's other people who, you know, don't start acting until, you know, Zach's 30 something. Right. And this is probably his biggest film to, to date, his biggest project. Yeah. He's 30 something years old and finds it out. So it just takes, you know, it takes time. So. Well, yeah, it's funny you mention that because, yeah, that's that's my life. Uh, as a career counselor, that's what I deal with. Yeah. And uh, I help a lot of uh, baby boomers reinvent themselves mm-hmm. to, to realize that what you did in the past isn't really your true potential all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you look, uh, it, because it's along my line of work, I look at a lot of successful people, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Richard Branson or Gary Vaynerchuk or mm-hmm. Elon Musk, and there's tons and tons of successful millionaires and billionaires out there that are dyslexic, have ADD, et cetera. Uh, the guy from JetBlue, the CEO, uh, he had ADD. His wife yeah. helped him in that. But, I mean, it didn't stop them from succeeding at tremendous levels. And yeah. like you say, we all have potential. It's just a matter of finding finding that, that magic door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I try to do a bunch of random stuff, man. I try to, I just try to get involved in That's a it. lot of different things, and you know, it kind of comes together. And and then also, you know, there might be multiple things. You know, maybe it's yes, maybe I'm really good at five things or six right. things. You know, so who knows? So uh, I try to get involved as much as I can, and you know, have time for this limited time in a day. But you know, if you care about it, you make time for it. Yep. Uh, so it's good. Uh, you know, Tyler, Tyler made me realize that I need to step my game up uh, because the fact that he was able to uh, to woo Eleanor and off of basically a week of not showering 
and just kind of not having any stable yeah. job. I was like, there's no I way. I was going to say, yeah, what, what's the secret sauce there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know I'm, I'm older, but I'm looking at her thinking, man, she's not ugly. Yeah. You know? no, and no. I'm looking at him like, my gosh, you know, yeah. I, I've, there's homeless people that, that literally, you know, present themselves better than he did. Yes. And, uh, yeah, what, how that worked. Uh, I yeah. don't know how I don't know how he pulled that off, but it yep. definitely made me realize that I need to set my game up uh, if if Tyler's doing that. So uh, I, I was like, come on, Eleanor. I was judging her. It got to a point where I was judging her like, come on. Yeah. You know, what <laughs> What do you have going on in your life to where this is what you, you've come to? Right. You know, Tyler's a we, – we've come to love Tyler as a character, but, you know, he still needs to get a lot of things in, in order for his life uh, before he can even think about, you know, approaching an Eleanor. Uh, and I and I like her as an actress as well. I like her as an actress. Um, and again, her approach as a as a character, um, you know, you really have to care about someone to continuously try to help them. If even if you know they try to resist your help or they make it difficult, obviously she's volunteering and just trying to do her best job. She doesn't really know how to help him. She doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, she's not trying to cage him in. She really does care for him. But um, that has to be frustrating. Just figure out like how do I best care for him. This is not even where he's supposed to be, but this is the best I can do. Right. Um, and again, to, to go out and seek after him, right? Like she, you know, she's volunteering. So she has nothing to lose if, you know, he goes off and whatever happens to him happens to him. But she sets out to really find him. And then, uh, you know, again, she's, she, he throws her keys out and, you know, she's still <laughs> there for him. You know, that would right. be the final straw for me. You know, you throw my keys and I'm stuck somewhere. You know, yeah. I'm not helping you anymore. So, uh, you know, I thought that was great. Um yeah, just a little showing of how when when you extend yourself and you go go the extra mile or, or whatever it takes yeah. uh, for for people that it usually comes back and pays itself in spades because you know both uh, Tyler as well as Eleanor extended themselves uh, to Zach which they didn't have to do right. uh, they went above and beyond and as a result lots they they, they both grew and, and gained from that as well yeah yeah exactly. Um, you know, with, you know, for people with special needs, um, you know, it's crazy just to see, again, with this movie, how people can be so cruel. Um, you know, for me, it, uh, it just really highlighted the discrimination amongst that community that, in, in, you know, really that I hadn't thought of. Um, it's not at the top of mind, I should say, and I hadn't thought of ever, but it's not at the top of mind. Um, and I think it's always nice to, you know, I, well, I shouldn't say nice, but it's good and necessary to see that and put yourself in someone else's shoes and just be like, you know, let's, let's see what someone else is going through. Um, Cause obviously like with them, you know, the first step to having empathy is educating yourself on, you know, how people of different walks of life, what they're going through. Uh, so I thought that this film was, was an important film. Um, you know, they shed light on, on some of this stuff. Um, so obviously uh, you work, with people with special needs, with a with a myriad of things going on, um, for the Special Olympics, what would you think it you know is are some things that are most important to keep in mind um, when you know you're going in that type of field or volunteering in that in that aspect? Uh, well, like you say, uh, empathy is a key and critical part, and I think um, for me, I found out is um, that that. You know, I hate to use the word special, but it, to right. me it is special uh, that th these people are, in, in many facets, lacking. Yeah. And, and what I mean by lacking, I mean that's what makes them special. They're lacking, um, I've seen, in hatred. 
They're lacking in being judgmental. They're lacking a lot of the problems with the world. They're lacking. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what makes them so special. It's, it's um, a great, great time of the week for me to spend a couple hours with them because, uh, uh, you know, if you've worked or talked to anybody else that worked with the, this, these people, it, it's, it's special because they take you to a, they transcend you to a different area from this standpoint. They're, they're, they're enjoying themselves. They're, they're non-judgmental. They're, they're constantly helping each other. When I've played on lots of sports teams and, you know, in the back of your mind, you know, ah, you know, I got to beat this guy out. I've got to do better than this. I hope that person stumbled, whatever. Right. And I've seen so many times, uh, them extend themselves for each other and, and do such unselfish acts. Yeah. Uh, so to me, they are lacking, but in all the negative characteristics that the world brings to, uh, to the table. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's, that's why they're special. Yeah, that's, a, that's very nicely said. Um, and yeah, when you, when you say special, that always feels kind of like, eh, there should probably be a different way. Because really unique. It's unique needs. So it's just different than the needs of maybe you or I, but it's not special it's not you know that that almost has a negative connotation now where it's like lesser than and it's like no it's not no it's, it's, it's special because if anything it's better it's better than. right yeah, yeah. exactly because yeah. you're not you're not bogged down with the you know again some of those things like you said where we naturally you know we learn to you know you learn to kind of be corrupt yeah way over time exactly yep. um which brings me to my next question which is a very very tough one um that uh you know when they were talking about you know having having a good guy heart or a bad guy heart do you think that people are born good or born bad or neither? Um, I, or if there are bad or if there's this thing as bad or good people. Yeah, d d again, I'm totally not, not knowledgeable on this, but my, my take is there's a very elite percentage, very small percentage, thank God, that uh, it's, it, lack of a better term, just evil. Yeah. Mass murders and so on, they're proving that. You know, it wasn't, oh, they had a difficult childhood, whatever. It's just something genetically that it's evil, evil. Yeah. But to me, my belief has always been, and uh, my children maybe have heard it as well, that, you know, out of the womb, there's perfection. Mm. And it's, I hate to use the word corruption, but as, as people go on and things happen to them in life, maybe they you know bad things and now they're not as perfect as right. they can be to me though the majority of, of all people uh come out come out good come out positive come out perfect yeah and and sometimes the world changes that yeah yeah that, and i think that does happen i think it is a lot about yeah it is nurture versus nature i guess really you know is, is it you know how you're raised is it yeah. you know the environment you're in is it your genetics, genetics? Or yeah what? exactly yeah. so yeah it is yeah. hard to kind of determine that and then you know what is good what is bad um but i thought that was just an interesting quote from the movie um right. but uh but all in all yeah i thought that the movie was you know um was really good um, really happy Tyler didn't die. We had a scare there at the end, and they kind of held you in suspense. Yeah. Um, glad that he didn't die. Uh, solid film that you could take your fam to. There's a lot of families in the theater with me last night. When I went and saw it, I thought I was going to sneak in for a, a late Sunday film, and it was going to be just me in there, and it was packed. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool to see. Um, and it was it was cool. I had it so I had I sat next to a mom, her son, and then uh, the the father was on the other side, and the kid was probably I, he wasn't older than five. He couldn't have been older than five. And just hearing him ask, you know, say certain things or ask certain questions throughout and his dad kind of explaining it to him, that, that was really cute and, and cool because, I mean, that's where it starts. You, you know, it starts empathy and just, like, again, educating your kids. It starts at that age. You know, there's so many yep. things that I remember that 
that my parents or probably adults probably thought I'd forget. But a lot of a lot of um, a lot of valuable lessons that they said to me when I was five or six, seven years old that I still remember. I don't remember everything, but a lot of it starts there. Yep. And, and yep. just watching too how you treat people. That that's more than anything is watching how my parents or, you know, grandparents or friends or mentors how they you know acted or, or you know treated people in different situations. That's the stuff you remember more than what they told you. So uh, right. And, you know, it turns you into who you are. So again, thought that was a good move, uh, a good uh, good thing to see. Um, really inspiring story. Um, again, giving you a, a glimpse into the discrimination uh, of, of different groups of people, which I think is always good to just see that and then you know be aware. And, and like you say, that's part of the educational. Uh, yeah. Component where yeah, you don't know it, you, then there's nothing you can do about it. But seeing it and understanding it, now you can take action to rectify it. Exactly. Yeah. So so do better if you see this. Um, uh, we definitely need more more empathy. Uh, from people, um, and then loved, love, love, love the fact that it didn't make Zach the victim. I love that that he wasn't the victim. If anything, like you said, Tyler was the victim. You know who needed yep. to be saved. So I love that, um, and you know it wasn't you know he never felt dejected or lost faith in himself. So I uh, really like that aspect of the film. Um, what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? One to ten, uh, probably good solid, uh, maybe eight, eight and a half. Got it. Yeah. Got it. yeah. Now, now, mind you, when I give this rating. Uh, I have like I'm a really tough raider, but I really like the movie. So I gave it a six point three. What happened is, uh, for people hearing this again, I hope that you go check my other ratings on the on my website so that you know where uh, what a six point three is. It's still very very highly acclaimed. I haven't given a lot of I only given one ten out. So, uh, but yes, this is a good movie. Go check it out. Uh, and uh, what would you say? For someone to go see this, should they go view it opening night, five dollar Tuesday, Netflix, or don't watch it all? Uh, no, no, it, it it's worth full price to yep. me. To me, yes. it was, yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. So I so I am an avid five dollar Tuesday goer, but I did pay full price. I went yesterday to to go see it. It was it was definitely worth it. Um, definitely worth the full price. Uh, so go check it out. Yeah, still in theaters. Um, yeah. Go see it. It's not in every theater. I know it's like it's a indie film, so you kind of right. gotta check and see. You Limited. gotta be quick about it. Yeah. Um, because it probably won't be in theaters long. But uh, right. but it is definitely a sleeper pick that um is not gonna get a lot of a lot of pub. Um. So yeah, upcoming movies. What you excited to see? Oh my gosh. Um. Two. I'm real excited about. Okay. Um. One is um. Geez, comes out I think November first, but I guess I'm gonna wait till November 27th. Hmm. Netflix. Got any idea what that might be? Uh, November 1st. I don't know. I, November. Very limited engagement. Very few theaters. November 1st. And uh, they're re-releasing it November 27th because Netflix wow. will have it. And uh movie's called The Irishman. Ah, got it. Um, Scorsese teams up with De Niro, Pacino, and uh, Joe Pesci. And it's a story, um, especially if uh, you're from this area. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa disappeared uh, down the road here about 10, 15 miles back in uh, the late 70s. And uh, it's that, that story. There's a book out uh, by a guy, I guess he calls himself the Irishman. He's uh, in the state penitentiary now, but he wrote a book, and he said he did the hit on Jimmy Hoffa. And that's, mm. it's the story about that. Now, the, part of the, the controversy with the movie is that um, it uh, limited engagements because 
of course, it, it, there's still that battle between Hollywood and Netflix now. Yeah, you know, yep. <laughs> that, that started. Uh, but the other part is uh, Scorsese saying, well, um, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. As a result, it's three hours and 30 minutes long. Wow. Yeah. So I can watch it on Netflix where I can get up every hour, hour and a half right. if I need to. I don't know how I could do that in a theater. 3.30 in a theater, is, is uh, that's a long time in a theater. Like oh, I said, I imagine uh, makes it easier because the seats, but even still, yeah, I, need, I need some snacks. I need to, to hydrate. I need to use the restroom. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one because, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, so we'll I'm see. I'm excited about that, though. That's a, that's a, a loaded lineup. I don't know yeah. if those... Just going through real quick in the database in my head, I don't know if those all three have been in a movie together. I think this is the first time. Yeah, because yeah, so. two. there's been like two right. movies together. Yep. There's a ton of those, uh, whether it's Goodfellas or Casino. Uh, but I don't I don't know if all three. Right, Interesting. right. Okay, so nice. that'll be good. That and, again, uh, since I'm from the area here, uh, it's big for us. Um, movie called Ford versus Ferrari. Oh. Uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And uh, story, I guess it was uh, in the late 60s, uh, what happened is uh, Ferrari ruled the Grand Prix circuit, mm -hmm. or the Le Mans circuit, and um, Ford was an automotive manufacturer. Yeah. And uh, Henry Ford II said, we're, we're going after it. We're going to make it happen. And how it was like a moonshot. You know, there's no way, there's no chance. And uh, how, how they, they pulled off the impossible. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they've got a good budget, so they, they did it well. And uh, I think that comes out in November as well. Got it. Mm, yeah. Didn't hear of that. Okay. How about you? What are you looking uh, forward to? For me, um, so I had mentioned before Judy. So Judy, I'm looking forward to. But uh, Knives Out, which actually seems, eh, I don't know if it'll be good or not. I'm more just kind of curious to see how they do it because it's a star-studded cast. Uh, so it looks like basically a real-life version of the of the game Clue. Uh, oh. So, yeah, so I saw that. I've seen that preview twice now, and I'm like, oh, is it going to be funny? Is it going to be entertaining? I don't know. But Chris Evans is in it. Daniel Craig's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And wow. Lakeith Stanfield. So uh, a ton of people. So I'm like, I mean, you're paying for this cast. That Please tell me that, you know, you put the same time and effort into the writing and directing. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So I'm, I'm intrigued. So they, they have me. They're, they're probably going to get my money. It might only be $5, but they're going to get my money. So. What's uh, that looking uh, October or? Um... That's a good question. I don't know. I, I can't remember the release date on that. So um, I believe it is this year. I, you know, it's one of those like, I, you know, they didn't put a lot of like budget behind it to like pump it out before. It's okay. one of those like, hey, okay. it's coming out next month and we're telling you about it now. So, so we'll see. I have to get the, the release date on that. But, uh, but that's all I had. Do you have anything else? No, no. I really appreciate the opportunity, Todd. Absolutely. Uh, great, great time. Uh, thanks again, and, and keep doing the great work that you're doing. Appreciate yeah. it. You too. You too. And, uh, and if you. anyone else is wondering, uh, Mr. B's episode was better than Maddie's. Maddie, if you're listening. Uh, and, <coughs> <laughs> and we'll see how Sage does when, when I have him up here at some point. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, until next time, everyone. Peace out. Peace out.